Welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Today we are continuing with our Meet the Staff interviews. I will be interviewing Jess Sorrenti, who interviewed me last week. She's been on the podcast many times, so I thought it would be interesting to take a glimpse into what she does on a day-to-day basis and how she's dealing with the transition into her new position here at the library. Okay, so first we're going to start with introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, maybe a fun fact, maybe something that you're currently reading. Sure. Yeah. So hi, everyone. Um, So I've been on this podcast before, but... uh, not, not in this way, so this is really cool. So my name is Jessica Sorrenti. I do go by Jess. Um, feel free to call me that if you see me in the library. Uh, my uh, background is I've always loved libraries, always wanted to work in one. Uh, so this is a dream come true that I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to happen, but it did. Um, just a little fun fact about myself. I'm currently trying to read several books at the same time, <laughs> which is never good. But I am currently reading the autobiography of Ben Franklin um, because we are doing a uh, Ken Burns screening of the new documentary with WVIA in April during National Library Week. So with your current role at the library, um, what qualifications did you need to have to be Director of Community Engagement? Yes. So my background is actually professional writing. So my undergraduate, my Bachelor of Arts is professional writing. And then I had a minor in English. And that really set me up because you need strong writing skills in order to communicate with the public and staff. Um, And I am currently pursuing my master's in library and information science from Clarion University. So in my current job, community engagement can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. For my job in particular, it means there's public relations. So that means talking to the press, talking to the media, doing some interviews. That also is marketing, so writing press release announcements, uh, writing and making some flyers. I'm not the best graphic designer, but I do know some, (laughs) so so I take those skills as well. And um, there's also a lot of internal communication uh, as well. And then, of course, fundraising um, is, is a role that I acquired. And fundraising, you, you need those strong communication skills because you're working with a lot of your staff, volunteers, you're working with third-party companies, so, so a lot of different emails, uh, communication there. And then grant writing. I also do grants for the library, and I write them. So everything I do is very strongly correlated with, with uh, writing. So since there's kind of a variety of all of these responsibilities... Yes and things to keep organized. What does your typical day look like? So my typical day, it it is mostly at the computer, but then there will be trends uh, where I'll actually be more out in the public. Uh, Usually happens in more spring, summer, fall than I'm out. Um, I'll usually help with outreach events. Uh, You may have heard of our pop-up library that we do with uh, the city of Scranton and a couple other places. Uh, We just did one with the YMCA. So typically I'm at the computer writing, (laughs) but then there will also be times where I'm out in the community more and I'm not at my desk and I'm really talking with the community. And I I do enjoy that, that part of it. And, And the writing background does help with that too, because 
you know, writing is just one way of communicating and to be able to just speak to the public and, and talk to them about what we have going on here at the library is really helpful. With the writing background, how did that transition into working for the library and wanting to work for the library? Yes. So, like I said, I've always wanted to work in the library. So when I first started my collegiate career, um, I wanted to go into library science for my undergrad. And it was right around that time that a lot of school libraries were getting cut. Um, And uh, it was really unfortunate, and it actually happened uh, in my high school, too. The librarian retired, and they didn't fill the position. So I was very disappointed, and I was getting a little bit worried that going into an undergrad for library science might leave me with not quite the upper hand that I want coming out um, of of a four-year college. So what I decided to do was I took that semester, my freshman year, um, I was still technically library science, and... I took my library science classes and I was looking around and I, I, everyone has to take English Composition 101. And my teacher, my professor, really enjoyed my work and, and said, wow, you really have a good talent for this. Um, she said, have you considered thinking about the professional writing program? And I said, well, maybe, because I don't know if library science is going to be the right, you know, fit in the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. <laughs> and, and that professor actually became my advisor. Uh, and uh, that's how I switched over to professional writing. The interesting thing is, despite my going into that program, I always made sure I was writing about libraries. So I took several journalism classes, some are mandatory, some were elective. And I chose the beat of education because I knew I could write about libraries. So anytime I, I could, if it was a magazine writing class, if it was a synthesis writing, if it was, uh, um, like I said, journalism, I always wrote about libraries anytime I could because that, that really is where my heart was. So then this was actually the, my, yeah, my, my fall semester of my senior year. We did have to take an internship. My, our academic library at Kutztown University, by the way, is where I went. <laughs> Go KU. Um, so they actually did have a writing internship at the college library. And before it was even posted, I had reached out to the um, person, her name is Karen Wanamaker, who ran that, that internship. And I said, do you think you'll have this again? And she said, yeah. So then right then and there, I interviewed and everything. And a week later, she's like, okay, do you want it? I'm like, yes, please. So, so then my internship included writing press releases and newsletters for for the library and also creating bookmarks and flyers and some brochures and different things like that. I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with that, with that internship. I didn't want to leave. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. So, so that kind of set me up then for when I graduated, I applied to a few places and I came back home and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put my resume in there and see if anything happens. And it did. And I was just a casual part-time worker, just doing some, some publicity on the side for the library and then helping up with public service. And one thing led to the next, to the next, to the next. They saw my writing skills and they said, okay, we're going to make you the director of community engagement and you're also going to help with grant writing. <laughs> so um, I'm very fortunate and blessed that it happened that way. It's just funny how part of me always knew I wanted to be have a leg or a foot or something in in library field but then to really actually get the opportunity to work in one was just icing on the cake 
What is something that you wish more people knew about working in a library or your job in particular? Um, yeah, my my job in particular, people don't always think that libraries need a public relations person, and and they really really do. So so we're moving into kind of a different era for libraries. I mean, we already have, but even more so now. What people don't always understand is there's a lot more digitally that the, that the library is doing and te- technologically that the library is doing for the public. And so having a dedicated person to communicate with the media and to communicate with the public and say, hey, the library is doing this. You know, if you need technology help, we have it for free. If you need to take a class on Excel or maybe you need more help with Excel, you know, you can do a one-on-one session or a class with our computer lab instructor. But then just even basics, you know, our electronic ebook and e-audiobook collection greatly expanded during the pandemic. Um, and, and we did see more people obviously using those resources because we were closed mm-hmm. to the public. But even that has expanded. And then in regards to the library being a physical place, there's a lot technologically going on here as well. So um, I don't want to get into it because it's not quite my program, but I did help write the grant for a makerspace. And long story short, a makerspace is where anyone from the public can come in and try out different machinery and and computers that they may not be able to afford on their own. Or maybe they want to try it out to see if this is the right technology for them before they do commit and buy it. So things like an embroidery machine, a sewing machine, cricket machines, podcasting equipment, video equipment, you know, that's what the library is becoming. I mean, yes, we will always have books. Trust me, I'm I'm avid reader. But the library in regards to a digital library and the public library as a space is evolving into that. And even if you come in and you come into the library, if you come to the second floor of reference, you see that. We have many people who use our computers or our microfilm machines to get those resources, even just to check their email. We're, we're, we're living in a different age right now. And, and there are people who have a computer right on their phone, and there are people who don't. There's people who still who prefer not to have an email. So by bridging that gap, you know, there's something for the person who has the smartphone that maybe now they want to learn how to make a, a podcast. But there's also the basics for someone who maybe really doesn't want an email, but they may have to have it for an application. So they come to the library to learn how to set up that email and how to fill out that application. So it's really for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of going into that, you're going to soon be moving into the head of digital services and IT. Yes. What do you expect that transition to be like? So that transition is going to be a very busy time for me. (laughs) Um, But I'm very excited about it because what most people may not know is that this transition is actually more organic. Um, And I like using that word because, because it really was. My predecessor, who was the head of digital services and IT, I worked with her a lot. Um, sometimes writing technology grants, sometimes just just an email out to staff, and she'd she'd email it to me first and say, "How does this sound? Am I using too much technology jargon? <laughs> Is uh, you know are our staff going to get this?" And and as well to the community and to the public. And so we worked closely on a lot of that. And um, you know, I, I I did acquire some of the jobs that she had too when she was getting ready to leave and she was training me on some of that. 
So it, it was basically it was go, coming down to there was a lot that I was already learning how to do and knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be a lot that I, I learn on the job. Um, that's with any job. It, it's actually more organic than people think that that transition. But what I expect to happen with this role is there is a lot of internal that the IT department does. It's more for the libraries. It's, it's for the library system as well um, that we help. So it'll be helping staff if, if the computer's not working or if a printer's not working or different things like that. But it's also the community as well. You know, it, in order for our libraries to help our community, we got to make sure the technology is up and running. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the job that I'm going to be moving into. Do you have any tips or experience that you can lend to people who may want to take the next step to apply for a different position within their organization or take advantage of a new opportunity? Is there anything that you want to say from your personal experience yeah. that might help others i would say shadow shadow the person that you think you want to take over for if they're still there so like i said i i kind of had shadowing experience with elizabeth just because well one we used to actually work in the same office together Mm -hmm. and then like i said towards the end she was actually training me to take over some of the tasks until they found someone else (laughs) shadowing i would say if you're looking to move into a different position that could be very important in helping you decide is this something I want to do especially with the community engagement side of it because there are days where you're literally just on the computer for eight hours of the day but then there's times where you're maybe on the computer for four and then you're you might have to go out in the community for three hours and then come back and then be on the computer again it it can really change Mm -hmm. um quickly so you just you do have to be able to adapt uh so I would always recommend if you can shadow someone, do so. What about like the opposite? So any tips for people who are preparing to move out of their current position, if they already have the job that they're transitioning into, Yeah. Um, do you have any tips on how to kind of help make that process a bit smoother? Yeah, um, really do your research ahead of time. So if you're in a new position, um, I, I, and I had to do this for, for applying for the IT position. Obviously, I don't have an IT background, right? Mm-hmm. So that was one thing I made sure I did my research on. I, I made sure I, I knew more of the general jargon of IT, mm-hmm. right? Um, which there is a lot, <laughs> especially in regards to the library field is understanding the library integrated library system or ILS that we're using just so happens that we have an open source ILS, mm-hmm. which is very important um, in regards to what goes on here. But just knowing, just doing your research, learning as much as you can, just so when you go, when you go in on your first day and, and you're, you're meeting your, your staff or your coworkers, you, you have a better idea of what you might encounter. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's about all the questions I have. Was there anything that I missed that you would like to talk about? I mean, the my only thing is is whether it's the community engagement job or or the digital IT job. I do feel that anyone who works in the public library, any library, is really passionate. You know, it and, and maybe not so in other careers. You know, the, the, depending on where you work. You know, but um, I find that those of us who work here are really, really passionate and want to be here. 
And especially if you're going to be doing a community engagement job, Mm -hmm. that's something that kind of has to come natural, that you really support the mission and vision of the organization you're working for. And if you don't, it could be really, really hard to do that job. So that is one thing that I will say that all of us here are very passionate in what we do, and it really, really helps, especially when you're working with the community and engaging with them because then it's so genuine. It just comes through. That That's why we're here. We're here to help. Well, thank you for agreeing to be interviewed for our Meet the Staff episodes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you again to Jess for agreeing to be interviewed for this Meet the Staff series. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or anything at all, please email me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. Or you can feel free to call the library at 570-348-3000. Thank you.